Hello everyone and welcome to Inspiring Chaos. If you do not know who I am, hi, my name is Eunice. I'm the host and founder of his amazing and inspiring community and welcome to another episode. Um, I wanted to end with Broche de Oro because today's episode is the last episode of 2022 and the last episode of season three. And I wanted to end it with someone incredible. Um, Lorena is someone who I truly admire, someone who I look up to. She is a first gen in higher education. She's a Latina in higher education. And when I bumped into her page on Instagram and I I just saw her content, how inspiring it was, how incredible it was, and how she shared her journey with all of us of being a Latina in first gen in higher education. I really wanted her to perform part of the podcast and talk about her journey because I, you know, I know how it feels to, you know, be in higher education, be, you know, in university and walk into a classroom and not see anyone that looks like you or professors that don't look at you. It is sometimes very discouraging. And when I bumped into it on this page and I saw how real and honest and encouraging she was, I really wanted her to share her journey with all of us. So when I asked her and she said yes, I got very excited because, um, her story is absolutely incredible and super inspiring and I know for sure this is the beginning of her career and um, she does give her social medias at the end so stay tuned for the whole thing and follow her because she absolutely deserves it and also follow us if you'd like to at Inspiring Chaos with Eunice on Instagram and also here on YouTube and also subscribe um, and yeah that is all for today's episode um, for the intro actually um, and I hope you see how incredible and exciting you are and also Thank you for an incredible 2022. Thank you for sticking along. And I hope and I know for sure you're going to get inspired by Lorena's story. So now let's go and hear Lorena's inspiring story of success. For today's guest, we have Lorena. She's currently going to school at Pepperdine University, where she is pursuing her master's degree in psychology. Her dream job is to become a neuropsychologist and a researcher. Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I honestly, I was not expecting to be invited to a podcast. This is like my first time being in a podcast interview. So I think it's even more special um, that it's from another Latina, another Latina scholar. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to be here and answer any questions yes. today. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. So I want to start off with you kind of talking about the two jobs that you have. Yeah, so at this time, I do hold two jobs. So I work, have a part-time job for the LA County Department of Mental Health, um, where my position there is as a mental health promoter. Pretty much like what that position entitles is going out into the community, doing community outreach, um, and doing psychoeducation. So we do give um, presentations on a variety of mental health topics. There's about 15 different ones. Um, my other job is a full-time job. <laughs> And I work as a clinical research coordinator for um, Keck School of Medicine. Yeah. So um, I do um, currently, uh, we have a new study coming out. Um, and that's what my focus is so much uh, on right now. And the population that we work with are Latinos. Yeah. Um, how do you manage to do like grad school and have two jobs? You know, it takes a lot of me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a planner. I have my Google Calendar. Um, on top of that, I have another calendar as well, like in my desk area where um, that's just for school work to really keep me on top of things because it can get really chaotic really fast. So if I don't have these planners with me, um, I don't know what my tasks are for today. So that's something that I, I always carry with me. Yeah, I mean, you're graduating soon with your master's degree. Um, who inspires you to not give up and continue working and getting a master's and in your jobs? 
Wow. I feel like I can't really say specifically to one, um, one thing. And I think the reason is for many reasons. So obviously my inspiration is, you know, my parents keep pursuing, um, of course, but um, another big one to um, kind of keep pushing through, especially through graduate school is um, like growing up, we never really have a stable home. Mm -hmm. So we did constantly move around. Um, We've moved around probably like 12 times. Um, At some point, we even lived in Mexico uh, for about two years. And um, just having that, uh, not like not a home that you can call yours. It's something that I've always had engraved in my mind to achieve and accomplish. So um, just having something that we can call ours is like my motivation, um, especially um, with my parents along and just uh, be able to have that. Yeah. Um, What are some differences that you have seen um, in your undergrad to a postgrad? Some differences. Um, I think in terms of the coursework, I felt, well, at least for me personally, I feel like undergraduate was more rigorous in in like than grad school. It's kind of interesting because like for graduate school, yes, I do still study and do my readings and stuff, but I feel like there's less work than what I had compared to undergraduate, Um, especially because in undergraduate school, um, I think you have like two classes. So you have like Monday, Wednesday, and then for graduate school, you just have it once a week. Um, So pretty much like you just go there, let's say you have three classes, um, you just show up whenever it is your your class, and then you don't have to see them until the following week. Um, And you pretty much have the rest of the week to work. So that's different in that aspect. Um, And as well, because a lot of um, students who are graduate students, most of the classes are in the afternoon, so you don't really see the morning classes anymore at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you always know you wanted to study psychology? Yes. And it's kind of interesting because my cousin, I remember I was like in fifth grade and my cousin brought up the word psychology. And I was in fifth, I don't know how old you are in fifth grade, like 10, <laughs> nine years old. And I just like went online. I researched what is psychology. And then um, I was so interested. It's like so fascinating, the mind and it's not just um, psychology. I feel like people tend to have a view of just being therapy, counseling, but there's so much more to it, obviously, like neuropsychology, you can do so much research. Um, and so just kind of like, um, that's how I kind of got started. And I took classes and I, I went to community college, took some classes there. And I was like, okay, yes, this, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So there was another career you were interested in before that? I think another career that I was interested in, and I feel like it's been really popular right now, especially with um, the whole discovering in Egypt, that's (laughs) archaeology. I had a passion for archaeology. I love history. um, And I've been just, especially right now, like reading through, I think they found like secret tunnels, like for Cleopatra. And then they found like another, like, um, I think another queen, right? I think it is. Yeah, it's. Um, So that's archaeology, but the reason why I didn't pursue it. And I think it was for many reasons, archaeology can be expensive, as you know, Mm -hmm. um, to travel, especially put all your, your time and effort. And I just feel like I wasn't, um, in that position to really pursue that, that career. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give anyone who's interested in getting their master's degree? Advice, you know, I think in terms of 
when I was applying and I want to share my personal story first, um, if that's okay. Yeah. When I was um, in undergraduate, uh, undergraduate school at the time, it was during the pandemic. So I didn't apply to graduate school right after for many reasons. And one of them being because I didn't have letters of recommendation at the time. So um, recently, actually, one of my friends reached out to me to um, see how I was, you know, how I did it. And my advice is if you don't have those letters of recommendation or wanting to pursue graduate school, I think that um, just gaining experience um, from the field that you wish to work with um, will help you get there. And um, that's how I ended up getting my letters of recommendation and um, just getting into the program really and really exploring different fields. And um, with your master's degree, um, another thing too is not to feel dismotivated. Um, so if you don't get accepted the first round, keep trying um, with it. Um, I remember I applied the first time and it's kind of like a good thing that I didn't get in. I actually applied to Chapman for the master's in counseling. And I just felt like it was a sign for me that I wasn't accepted because counseling is not really where I'm going now. It's more research-based, um, neuropsychology, right? Um, so it's different. So not to get discouraged um, and just keep pushing um, if it's something that you do wish to do. Yeah. What advice would you give anyone who's interested in getting a master's in psychology? Oh, master's in psychology. Well, you know, something that I do want to say is um, people have this perspective that psychology is one of those like easy fields and <laughs> I don't want to say it is because there's a lot of readings there's a lot of papers and for me like you know English is not my first language it's Spanish so it can get really difficult when you're writing papers so um, getting your master's in psychology I feel like it's so um, like you learn so much. You learn so much about disorders. You learn so much about um, even how it's applied in the workplace. And um, it's just so many fields. Um, so I think psychology um, more open-minded um, and not just, it's not really focused on one specific topic. Yeah. Um, what's something you wish you knew before applying to grad school? Something that I, well, something I feel like I wished I knew was just how long and I it can be time consuming for sure because if you're doing more than one application you need to take into consideration right like the um your letters of recommendation getting all your transcripts as well as um you know writing your your statement of um your statement of intent um and all that and um having all that together and then having to submit it and so if you're doing more than one application it can get very overwhelming um, so that's something I wish I feel like I should have researched a little bit more in advance. Um, I did try, um, but you know, weeks go by and you're like, I'm going to keep it, <laughs> do it for the next week. And you just keep pushing it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you're currently sharing your journey on social media and that's how I found your page. And oh. I just want to thank you so much for doing that because you're truly inspiring so many Latinas in higher education, including myself. Um, what inspired you to do that, to start your own page and share your journey? So um, I actually started on TikTok and I have my, I have a few followers. Um, some of my classmates actually follow me. I have a professor that follows me <laughs> on my TikTok account. And it's so embarrassing because 
she actually texted me and she's like, Hey, what's your, what's your TikTok account? I'm like, Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I have to go like private all my videos. Like it's so cringe. Um, but I think what started it was just for that same reason, right? There's a lot of Latinas, there's a lot of Latinos out there pursuing higher education. And if you're especially the first one in your family, first mm-hmm. gen, um, it can get really difficult to navigate through school. There's a lot of unknowns that you don't know because you don't know who to go to. Um, so really the platform started from there as well as there's some videos on TikTok as well that I, it's just for like humor, um, <laughs> people can relate to. So I just like bringing joy to individuals as well in that perspective um, and for my platform. Um, and then I decided to create my Instagram account. So I was like really thinking about how to go about my Instagram because it's different than TikTok, right? Where mm-hmm. you're creating videos um, and Instagram is more like, you can create reels, um, but it's more, I feel like, Um, picture wise yeah so I decided to just kind of capture my graduate journey um, and just put brief descriptions of what that day entails what I'm doing um, as well as even um, include um, like descriptions of like maybe daily affirmations so I think that's really where my inspiration came from just um, really motivating other Latinos and to know that other scholars are there and to support you and the resources are there. And I'm always happy. Um, and I tell this to, I've had a couple people reach out to me and, um, you know, ask like me for um, what can I do? What can I do? And, and I always like stress, like, please, like, let me know. I'm more than happy to help you. And I don't mind it out. I might respond a little bit late, but I will get to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some skills that have helped you become successful in your career? Definitely communication. And I found this out through my industrial organizational psychology that I'm taking right now. And I didn't really think that that was one of my skills um, because I always emphasize communication, right? Because I always say, well, I think I like it when you communicate to me what's going on. That way I know and how I can support you or how I can help you. And I feel like having that communication has really helped me achieve the things that I have today, right? Just communicating your your needs, your wants, whether it's at school, whether it's at work, even your personal life um, and friendships. Yeah. Um, what attracted you in, be, in wanting to become a researcher? So, you know, I... So again, with going back to my professor, the one that found me on TikTok. (laughs) So that professor would talk about like her research experience. So um, she recently like uh, got accepted to her PhD program. She's actually my age. Um, And just hearing her about the research and what she does um, is something that I wanted to do as well. And um, I would hear other classmates and even coworkers who are doing research and even during my undergraduate Um, I unfortunately couldn't do research for reasons that, um, you know, um, I was working two part-time jobs at the time, and um, it's just something always that I I had interest in. And the way that I uh, found this job was um, just one day I was just like, I'm going to apply to this position, right, um, at USC. I'm like, what are the chances? And it was um, specifically for, like, um, the field of neuropsychology, because we do neuropsych testing. And I just applied and within a month I got an interview and then I got the position. So I'm just so like grateful. And that's really like, like she, because of her, really my professor um, and her interest and in, um, in a way kind of saying like, just apply, you never know, um, is how I got into research. Yeah. Um, what advice would it give your younger self? <sighs> I feel like this is an emotional one. And I think the reason why is because yesterday, um, we talked about privilege in our class 
And um, I was kind of like the last one in, um, in terms of like privilege. And I think I would tell myself, right, like, don't allow others opinions or um, this motivation or even a GPA to find who you are as an individual. And I stress this enough. And because your GPA does not determine what you are going through your circumstance um, or um, how you're growing up doesn't determine your future or where you are this moment in time. So I think for me, I would just go back and, and tell her this and tell her that everything will work out in the end. Everything will be um, not perfect because the word perfect doesn't exist, but um, definitely better situation than um, we are now. Yeah. For the final question, I wanted to ask you, how would I like to be remembered? How would I like to be remembered? Yeah. Um, my jokes. <laughs> um, I feel like I... I tend to be a very introverted person and um, you can't really tell here, but um, <laughs> I feel like if this was an in-person interview, I would be so shy, but um, I just like crack the most randomness of jokes sometimes around people. And I'm always like smiling. I'm always laughing, even like with my coworkers or with my sister, like I would just, I just see the most random things. And, um, and I think for reasons that again, like I just, I like making other people smile, like making, putting other people's, um, being happy. Um, so I guess I would like to be remembered in that, in that aspect. Yes. Thank you so much. I will love if you can share your social media with all of us. Yeah. My, well, my TikTok, it's, um, I believe it, I, I can't even remember. I have to like <laughs> log onto my phone. Like, I feel like I haven't been so active recently on my TikTok that I was just like, so much is going on. Um, but if you want to follow me on TikTok, my <laughs> social media page is at underscore Lore Contreras. So that's L-O-R-E-C-O-N-T-R-E-R-A-S. And then for my Instagram page, um, it's going to be at underscore Latina Scholar. So that's L-A-T-I-N-A-S-C-H-O-L-A-R. Yes. Thank you yes. so much. Yeah. You have reached the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in for whole thing. Go follow Luna right now because she absolutely deserves it. Follow us if you'd like to as well. Um, that is all for this week's episode, and that is all for this season episode, and also for 2022. I'm very excited for what's to come. I can't wait to share all the news for 2023. And yeah, I hope you have an amazing rest of the year. The year ends in a month, which is crazy. Um, and I hope you realize how incredible and inspiring and remarkable you are. And yeah, that is all. Talk to you all next year. Bye.